Patrick, Ethan, how's it going? Just give us one second. Oh yeah, no worries at all. Is it possible to get Jackal up here as a co-host as well? Yeah, uh, let me uh, request. I got I got my phone going on one end, and I have my computer going on the other end. So you have to bear with me here. No worries. Valeria should be up here as well. Perfect. Yes, sir. Hey. How's it going? All good, and yourself? Good, good, good. Just give us one more minute here. Throw up an announcement. Try to get a couple more people in here. Hey, Funky, how's it going? See you in the audience. Okay, perfect. I guess we'll just get started. Uh, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to the AMA session with AstroVault and Jackal Protocol. My name is Miguel. And I am the social media lead here at Labs, core contributor to Archway. And I'm joined here with Patrick, Ethan, and Valeria. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Hey, my name is Ethan Wood. I am the co-founder of Astrovault with uh, Eric Weissen, and he should be along shortly. I'm not sure where he is. He should be joining us at some point. But uh, yeah, we are the co-founders of Astrovault, the first AMM index of Archway, the value capture exchange. Uh, basically, uh, we are the first AMM with external revenue, and uh, we are we are very part, happy to be partnered with Jackal. Guess I can go next here. Um, my name is Patrick. I'm one of the co-founders of the Jackal Protocol. I'm also the CEO of Jackal Labs, where we are the core contributors to Jackal. Uh, what we do over at Jackal is we build application-specific blockchain for data storage. So uh, a good way to think about Jackal is the Web3 version of a cloud, a Google Cloud or a uh, AWS S3 environment. And the primary use case of the Jackal protocol is data storage. So if you have a large chunk of data and you're looking to store it anywhere in the Web3 ecosystem, Jackal is the most ideal place to put it for a number of different reasons, from speed of proof of stake to interoperability with smart contracts, all that good stuff. And I'm really excited to be here. And thanks for having me. Awesome. Hi, guys. My name's Valeria. For those of you who don't know me, um, I'm heading up marketing strategy at Phylabs, um, core contributor to Archway. Um, and I'm also helping out a lot on the governance side of things. And I'm really excited to you know be here with you guys and, and ask a couple of questions and Learn more about Astral and Jackal. Awesome. Hey yep, go ahead, Eric. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry, I probably got out of your work in. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, Eric, co-founder with Ethan of Astrovault and a long-time fan of, uh, of what Jackal's doing, too. Perfect. And yeah, I just really want to get this conversation started with a little focus on uh, Jackal. I know, Jackal, uh, you have a lot going on uh, just, uh, you know, what you guys are building over there. And so how do you kind of see Archway and Jackal integrating uh, in the near future? Yeah, um, it's a really great question. So Archway and Jackal are pretty intertwined already, and it's only been a few short months since you guys have launched. So um, most of the NFT marketplaces currently live and in development on Archway are using Jackal as a storage layer for the NFTs, which is a good use case. Also, 
Um, obviously, um, on Astrovault, Jackal is is one of the larger liquidity pools over there because we like to support um, ambitious protocols, and we're really excited to kind of continue getting more and more intertangled with the Archway ecosystem. Uh, reasons why Archway is awesome for integrations with Jackal is, as, as you guys, uh, everyone in the space should know, is Archway is a smart contract, generic smart contract blockchain where they have an awesome value capture mechanism in their gas module. I won't get too much into that because I didn't build it myself, but um, at the end of the day, products need data storage. And we think that Jackal is a great place to store your data and it integrates pretty easily with the Archway ecosystem, whether through API. Soon we're going to be integrating through smart contracts or interchain accounts or account abstraction and all that good stuff. So uh, that's kind of why we chose to kind of integrate as much as possible with that ecosystem. Awesome. So it's my understanding that Jackal can give different dApps on Archway um, sort of secret network capabilities. Do you guys want to expand on how that happens and, and how that, you know, how how you guys do that? Yeah. Um, secret network capabilities in the area of privacy of, of stored data um, is, is a good way to put it. D, uh, smart contracts on Jackal aren't really private. So there's two very different things between the secret network and Jackal. So Jackal we, our smart contracts are mostly tailored towards integrations of storage, basically. But um, Secret is a general privacy blockchain, and Jackal has very specific privacy associated with things like uh, what files are, what the actual files stored in the network are, um, the file trees, who has access to what file, all that stuff is private. But we don't have like the same privacy posture for general privacy for how many tokens are in your wallet, for example. Uh, that secret would have so we kind of had to make a few trade-offs but um the way that we are kind of similar is we do have private data storage and secret network has the ability to store data on chain it's not really good for storing data at scale like we are but um yeah i guess that's kind of like the the similarities between the secret network and jackal but i wouldn't say we're exactly competitors Cool. And so like when it comes to that, what, what problems does Jackal solve for users or, you know, developers building applications uh, with secret network like capabilities? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so when you want to store data and you're building a Web3 based product, unless the data is less than a kilobyte that can fit actually on chain, you need to find a place to put it. And often that place has been a, a centralized server such as a Microsoft Azure environment or a Google Cloud environment or uh, an AWS S3 environment, sometimes even Alibaba Cloud, depending on where you are in the world. But when you're looking to do that, uh, you have the centralized choke point of failure for your product. And when you introduce centralized choke points of failure, you introduce also some really big difficulties in the specific area of losing data so in this bear market uh we've been speaking with a ton of nft marketplaces for example where nfts have unfortunately disappeared because uh the file still has to be stored somewhere for the picture and when you choose to store it in a centralized environment where someone might forget to pay their credit card bill or uh some might someone might want to retire uh the team that's building that nft for example that means that the storage will stop being paid for and then the nfts will disappear so what we want to do is we want to decentralize the storage layer of Web3. And it is 
really at the end of the day, a low level infrastructure that can integrate with all kinds of different applications. And it's very, very, um, I want to say malleable and can and dynamic in the way that it can integrate with all kinds of different applications, whether it's NFT marketplaces, whether it's uh, backups for decentralized exchanges for trading history or uh, chain state backups or music NFTs or video, anything where it's large files that you're looking to relate to a decentralized application. Jack was a pl great fit for that specific use case. Yeah, I mean, data is kind of the lifeblood of Web3, right? So you guys are the pipeline. Yeah, it's, it's definitely that uh, data needs to be put somewhere, right? And uh, that is probably one of the biggest centralized choke points of Web3 in general is the uh, where is the data actually sitting? Because not that much data can actually fit on chain um, unless it's like smaller stuff like uh, financial transactions that can fit. But when we're starting to get with larger files and we want a little bit more throughput, uh, Jocko is a really, really great use case for all those. And can you tell them a little bit about your history and why you chose to make Jackal? I think that will help a little bit also showcase why it's so needed and what it really solves in the real world. Yeah, 100%. So uh, my background is digital forensics and investigations for law firms. Uh, this is kind of what we used to do. You could yeah, cut out a little just, bit. I just got a phone call, my bad. Um, no, this is the classic <laughs> on Twitter spaces. Um, so I used to work with law firms, corporations, and governments in the areas of digital forensics and investigations. And we were trying to build an e-discovery tool for court use, believe it or not, actually. And when you have something like that, you need a, a clean forensic environment to store the evidence for court. The issue is you can't use a, a public cloud like a Google or a Microsoft or an Amazon because that means a third party has access to that clean forensic environment. and. Um, it's obviously, it's not really ideal if you're looking to preserve and protect evidence. So we started building uh, this e-discovery tool on Polygon. Then we needed a public cloud environment. So we started uh, looking for how we were going to build that. It kind of scratched the, the itch that we had for having a really secure and private cloud environment where only the end user with their private key can access and uh, built on blockchain technology. Uh, we started building on a smart contract layer and then we ended up building our own uh, cosmos layer one blockchain that is an application specific blockchain tailored for the exact use case of a, of a cloud environment so we have uh, like two peer-to-peer -peer networks we have a peer-to-peer -peer network for validators a peer-to-peer -peer network for storage providers and uh, the entire system is tailored for the specific use case of storing data yeah, Patrick, you mentioned a lot there, and I think you have an extensive background coming into Jackal. So I know you did mention a couple applications that we're building, such as like NFTs. Uh, are, are there any um, kind of partnerships that you guys have uh, set in stone already that you're already working with? Yeah, so uh, we're working with, well, Astro Vault is one of them. So uh, I know we're, we're doing some really great things with them. Uh, we are working with Papapo, which is another NFT marketplace. It's kind of like a ticketing and tooling product and development. Uh, with uh, Architect is another one. Uh, Evolve NFT. Uh, a lot of different uh, people that are working in NFT space on um, Archway are, are looking to integrate with Jackal. Uh, we're also speaking with... Um, pretty much everyone in the Cosmos ecosystem that has uh, meaningful off-chain data. So uh, things along the lines of uh, we're talking with Stargaze and Bitsong and um, Kai, for example, 
and trying to make sure that we can give them a resilient storage layer for uh, what their needs are. And that's kind of what our biggest focus is right now. Yeah, mentioning, um, you know, like AstroVault and Architect, like what benefits have you experienced from integrating with projects like, like AstroVault? AstroVault's great. So uh, for for us, we like to have the ability to have like a sustainable DEX model um, for our token pair, right? So that's a really big, it gives us a lot of sta- stability, gives us a lot of arbitrage arbitrage stability but uh the person who can best answer i'm not really a trader or a finance guy i know i'm more of a builder and low level infrastructure but i know eric would have like a lot to say when it comes to what the benefits of our astrovolt specifically and, and kind of how it helps us because we go back and forth on this all the time yeah thank you patrick yeah so um in, in general i mean we're trying to build web three out for actual businesses right we've just had so many like I call them science square projects all the time, but Jackal is a perfect example of an actual product with an actual product market fit that's trying to sell something real to clients. And uh, in order to do that, they're going to need liquidity for their token. And what we've seen kind of come out of the AMM model is similar, a bunch of science square projects that haven't really figured out how to build a sustainable product, what to sell, how to help. And so what we're able to do with Jackal is uh, set it up so it saves them a bunch of money from how much they're having to spend for on external DEXs in ways that was forcing sell pressure on their token while helping provide them the liquidity that they need to um, have their token really be usable through their products, really uh, exercise and amplify the utility. And uh, by doing that, AstroVault also becomes a direct investor in, in Jackal. Like AstroVault has earned um, like close to 200,000 Jackal at this point. I, I don't know, you can check that astrovault.io slash statistics. But we've earned a bunch of Jackal, which makes us literal investors. So it's up to us to help with BizDev, with marketing, help them achieve their product market fit. Whereas other AMMs don't offer any kind of services like that because they don't actually really care if you fail because they don't have any say in it. It doesn't help them at all if they succeed. Yeah, and Eric, with that, can you just explain to uh, the audience what are the... I, I see on Astroball, there's a couple pools actually with um, Jackal. There's an X, uh, JXL pool. Um, what is it and how can users benefit from um, that pool? Uh, yeah, Ethan, can you take this one? Yeah, no problem. So uh, the Jackal X Jackal pool is one of our stable pools. Um, we built those out for derivative liquidation that allows the Jackal asset to be liquidated one to one. The X Jackal assets, BX Jackal asset can be redeemed for native Jackal at a one to one rate. Um, right now, you can provide liquidity in that pool single sidedly. Uh, that will be a single sided pool with no risk of impermanent loss, as you're used to with like the traditional X times Y equals K pools. Um, that think like traditional Uniswap pools. For anybody that's not familiar with that. Uh, formula um so yeah um that's a stable pool right there with jackal to x jackal and then we also have a liquidity pool with x arch x jackal which is a uh standard pool that's next to play we'll skip over it's uh two different assets um so users can come in and they can provide liquidity on the platform in either of those locations and uh we'll be offering an airdrop for all users that participate in the platform early um, we, we felt it was very imperative to incentivize the early users and the people that really want to participate and create a DAO um, because a DAO is a decentralized organization. It needs to be a group of people who are interested and invested. Um, and we, we felt it was really important to incentivize those people and not just throw a bunch of money out willy nilly to the rest of the cosmos because free money. Um, I, I do like free money. Everybody loves free money, but that's not really a sound business model. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that, Ethan. And so how does Jackal benefit from being listed on AstroVault? I think this could be a question for either Patrick or Ethan or whoever would love to answer it. 
Yeah, so we're like directly reducing their cell pressure. Um, for starters, we're we're running infrastructure for them, as Eric mentioned before. Um, that was kind of a little bit glossed over. Is we're actually um, node runners for Jackal. Uh, we're active participants in their network. They're a large part of our treasury, um, so we have a massive vested interest in their success. And uh, we're we're long term partners. Uh, we're pretty much Jackal evangelists at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, everything that Ethan said, it's the uh, it's tokenomics design and having a safe place to have a liquidity pool is. It's hard to come by in this day and age, obviously, right? It's uh, frag uh, fragmented liquidity along with um, just in general, uh, the current state of the, of the markets. It's a great place for, for us to be right now. Yeah, I think that's the wonderful thing about Astroval is that, um, you know, any token listed on the exchange automatically becomes, um, you know, is benefited by the tokenomics design of Astroval. So, do you want to just walk the audience through how that works um, in terms of like liquidity pools and things like that and uh, the node operation that happens within Astrovault? Yeah, um, so people are familiar with validators, um, infrastructure running, um, or if, if you're not familiar with the validator, um, basic, the basic example would be like miners, right? Like mining. Um, so basically there are these servers running out in the cloud that are validating these networks or mining or how you want to look at it. Um, they're resolving transactions and they're earning rewards from these networks for doing so. Um, we're running that infrastructure and we actually wired that infrastructure into our smart contracts for our exchange, which is very different from the way that people normally do things. Uh, but we, we wired that infrastructure into our smart contracts and it's actually feeding an, from the direct layer one inflation, it's feeding the liquidity of our pools. Um, so for the first time ever, we have an exchange that's not solely being fed by like, hey, please come here and bring your money. You know, there's actually like a long-term stream of revenue coming in and building liquidity and generating liquidity over time. And, that, and that's the other cool thing about it is it kind of builds uh, like a snowball rolling downhill. The more liquidity we acquire, the larger our stake in the network, the more rewards we receive. So, so it really is a flywheel uh, for revenue and for uh, building a balance sheet, A, for our treasury. And then ultimately it becomes like a, an ultimate vehicle for treasury diversification for everyone else um, because you can come in and you can single-sidedly provide liquidity and you can earn assets from from other chains you know other DAOs, etc and you can put those on your balance sheet and then, and then all of a sudden you can pay people without having to liquidate your own asset either. um so i think we're going to see a lot more like eric likes to say dowception over time and uh, i think astral is going to be a major player in that but uh yeah um long story short um we do we have several different types of pools we just launched our time flux pool um, if you guys didn't have a chance to check out that release, go on to our Twitter. We have a really long, detailed thread on that, and we're going to be releasing an economics paper on that shortly. Um, so be on the lookout for that. We just want to make sure that that's up to par with the same research grade level we've done with the other papers as well. Uh, but that should be along shortly. Yeah, I made sure to add that um, thread into the Twitter spaces. So if you guys haven't checked that out, go check out that thread. It's just listed above right there. So does anyone from the audience have any more questions for the Astrovault or uh, Jackal team? Now is your chance. I think also while we wait for questions, if you want to just walk everyone through that wasn't in the last Twitter spaces, what time flux pools are, um, feel free to, you know, walk us through that kind of in a high level. Yeah, so those are our constant sum market maker pools. Um, those are basically, think, uh, curve without the curve. They are the most concentrated liquidity possible. Um, and those are best served for assets that we don't do price discovery on. Um, but we do have right now an XArch, SArch pool um, in our in our time flux as the first 
use case for it is uh, allowing uh, auto compounding derivatives to be paired against our non-compounding derivative. Um, that's like our first hybrid pool. And then uh, we'll be launching a whole bunch more from there. Um, we do intend to do some really interesting things with ETH and Bitcoin, but we'll, we'll give you more details on that um, as we get a little bit closer to launching that particular feature. Thank you, Ethan, for the high-level overview. Uh, again, the thread is right there for anyone that wants to go learn more about uh, time flux pools. And I see we have uh, Funky up here. How's it going, Funky? It's great, GM, everybody. Thanks so much. I just wanted to, first and foremost, uh, come up because I want to thank Patrick. I didn't know. I'll be the first to admit, right? I mean, I know Eric and Ethan. I'm an Astro Vault DGen. I saw Jackal on there. I just started buying. I didn't even know what it was. So, And then I asked them, and so they are really doing a good job of kind of, so I got the, the, the bare bones un understanding of what Jackal is. And so I just kept buying. So every time I DCA and I add it to Astro Vault, I buy a little uh, Jackal and I'm really interested in the project. I guess my question is, do you guys only do sort of this stuff in the cloud or like, are you looking for decentralized, like what you're trying to do? Do you also do this on physical servers on like bare metal nodes and that sort of thing? And that's really, I guess, my question, because I'm just keen on learning more. Yeah. Um, so Jackal has a unique protocol design um, compared to other blockchains just because of we're just built for just data storage, right? Um, so Jackal has two peer-to-peer -peer networks. One peer-to-peer -peer network is the validators that we're all used to. And this is when you think about nodes and you think about blockchains. It's like this big network of, of geo-distributed validators, right? So we have those and they manage the token and they manage the distributed ledger, but they also manage, uh, in Jocko's case, the storage contracts uh, for storage providers and users and also manage file trees. So this is uh, kind of the permission system of your files. So like who can see what files and who has access to what files and who shared what files with who. So that's what the validators do on our network. And then we have a second network of these servers that are all storage providers so these are different computers that are built for just pure data storage where they rent out hard drives and ssds to the network and people store files on those and they get rewarded to store that most of these servers that are running right now are in data centers so it's either people that are renting out data center servers and hooking them into the network kind of similar to validators or we know that some are being run in basements and, and in houses as well. Um, there's an individual in our community named Badger Byte, and he has like a, a tier three data center in his basement at this point. It's some pretty intense stuff going on there. But uh, yeah, we have about 200 geo-distributed um, computers that are providing storage to the network. Um, most of them are in data center environments. Some are in people's basements. But at the end of the day, what they do is they store encrypted data and get rewarded for it. And the only one that can access that data is the end user with their private key, um, similar to how um, tokens work on blockchains, except we're using that as a, a system for files instead. Thank you so much for that explanation. I was actually curious because uh, we, my company, Lucky Friday Labs, one of the many things we do, we run validators, we're running a validator on Archway. Um, we're fairly new to Cosmos, but we're just going through, we're acquiring another co uh, company and they are big, big, I'm talking big, massive, like petabytes of data uh, file coin. But we're looking at other decentralized storage, um, you know, like chains and protocols and just trying to work with them and finding out because we might have excess compute 
I don't know how much we're going to be doing with uh, just Filecoin, although we're going to continue to maintain that. And of course, everything that we do is in SOC 2 data centers, all like tier four and five. Um, you know, so we're very enterprise minded with what we're building. So I'd love to talk to you at some point in, in the future, maybe have a meeting just to learn more about Jackal and, you know, see what kind of synergies exist between us and maybe, you know, helping with a decentralized storage aspect or a validator or anything. So yeah, yeah. thanks. 100%, much. 100%. And uh, it's, it's good to note, like the, there's a very specific difference between uh, the design of Filecoin and the design of Jackal. Filecoin's kind of designed for like a cold storage archiving. And those machines that you guys just bought, like um, Filecoin miners, because they're a proof of work blockchain, their miners are also the same machines that do the storage as well, right? So Jocko is a little bit less intensive. So if you have like spare servers for storage or you want to run validators, um, 100%, please feel free to reach out. I'd be happy to chat. Awesome. Thank you so much. I will definitely reach out. It's great to learn more about Jackal and hear from you, Patrick. Uh, you, Patrick, we also did an upgrade for Jackal today. Can you walk us through the upgrade and how you guys are increasing scalability? Yeah. So uh, it's the, the block times, it's always wonderful when, uh, when you want to schedule upgrades and how blockchains operate. Uh, they kind of move sometimes depending on the block sizes. And Jackal's a pretty, uh, we have a lot of transactions going through this thing. So it, it kind of pushed it out. So we had an upgrade in the middle of the night last night, which, uh, which went beautifully um, at the end of the day. But what this does is uh, we wanted to increase scalability of the Jackal protocol to have off-chain verification of files that submit attestations to the blockchain. So we're getting pretty technical here, but I'll do my best to kind of keep this as high level as possible. So previously, how Jackal verifies that files are on the storage providers to make sure that your data doesn't get lost, for example, um, the storage providers submit proofs to the blockchain that they continue to have a file. So every X amount of time, uh, all the storage providers on the network submit that like, hey, I have this file. Um, and once they prove that they have the file, they get paid, right? And that is kind of how the Jackal protocol operates. But we started to run into this thing because we got um, a lot, a lot more adoption uh, than we were previously anticipating for the first few months of the Jackal protocol. And what happened there is the blocks on the Jackal protocol actually started to get so large and there were so many proofs going through the blockchain that um, our block time started to bloat and it was starting to become really difficult on our validators. Uh, honestly, Jackal protocol has the best validators set in all of crypto uh, because they, they've been able to put up with the bandwidth and all that good stuff. But what we've chosen to do in the scalability upgrade that happened last night is now the storage providers now do the proving and verification amongst themselves, and then they submit attestations to the blockchain. This is important because now um, the validators don't have like this bandwidth problem and it becomes super streamlined. And um, I'll find some graphs and I might post them on my Twitter a little bit later, showing the, the reduction in the bandwidth consumption. And instead of like 22 kilobyte chunks being submitted to the validators, we're looking at like 200 to like a thousand bytes, which is um, a factor of a thousand X or 2000 X improvements is, is pretty intense stuff. Amazing. And so, yo, Patrick, I actually had one more question for Jackal. Uh, yeah, I know you have a lot of uh, business to business use cases, but do you guys plan, like see yourselves building out any B2C use cases such as like personal cloud storage on Archway? Yeah. So right now we we're looking to deploy a smart contract on Archway and maybe even lock a dashboard over there as well. 
Um, right now, the the first thing that we did when we built the Jackal protocol is we built like the Dropbox like front end for people to kind of get their head around like what Jackal really is. And uh, that is something that we have live right now. So if anyone wants to kind of use Jackal or try it out, uh, you can go to After Vault, you can get some Jackal tokens and then IBC it over to the Jackal protocol and get a little storage account. And then you can test uh, uploading and downloading your your files and, and kind of creating folders and the management of it. Uh, it it's pretty interesting and you get to uh, feel the euphoric sensations of digital privacy uh, in the Web3 space with your files. Outside of that, um, for B2C use cases, primarily for Jackal, we have that dashboard. We're looking to deploy smart contracts on Archway and other other blockchains. We're also working on bridging over to EVM blockchains and kind of really like scaling out and becoming that infrastructure layer for the Web3 universe. But um, for B2C, we have that kind of Dropbox-like product. We're also releasing a product called Radiant, which is kind of like a... Uh, I don't know if anyone's used um, Mirror for publishing and things along those lines uh, for where you can pay once and store a file forever and kind of host something. Uh, we're working on that right now with uh, with Radiant. We have an API that's coming out. This is a little bit more B2C on the developer focus side of things for kind of like smaller projects where we have an API for them to use. But uh, those are kind of all the things that are B2C. But when you look at the... I want to say tokenomics model and the, the economics model of the Jackal protocol in general. The thing that Jackal needs and, and it needs really badly at all times is unique terabytes of data storage. And the reason why a lot of our efforts internally are, are tailored more towards the B2B side of things is because we really need large data sets and um, End users, myself included, like we only really have so many memes to store before we start not really having, uh, we start hitting that upper bound. So uh, we, we try to satisfy all different kinds of, of users, whether it's B2B users or B2C users. But um, if you really want to try a B2C product uh, like the dashboard, I invite you to come to our Discord and we can help you get started there. And uh, yeah, just grab some tokens on Astro Vault. Appreciate that. I had no clue that you guys had uh, kind of a a Dropbox type of interface. So I'll definitely check that out. Um, in the meantime, does anyone else have any more questions from the audience? If so, we can uh, wrap it up in just a couple minutes here. Everybody, if you haven't bought Jackal Storage yet, go buy it, go use it, try it out. It's going to save you a lot of money. You're all spending for storage on OneDrive or Google Drive anyways. They're going to have all those suites of products, except they're better, they're provably private and authentic, and they're cheaper. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired of using iCloud, so I might have to go switch over to Jackal. <laughs> I know it's uh, it's always if you're Web three savvy and you understand like how to get the tokens and and you're able to kind of get to the ecosystem, it's a really great use case. It's like twenty, it's twenty percent, sorry, it's eighty percent cheaper than almost all other storage networks um, that are in the Web two ecosystem. So we're looking at eight dollars a month per terabyte with three times redundancy on this network, and it's pretty special in that sense for sure awesome well guys it looks like it's time to wrap it up um eric patrick ethan i appreciate you guys for joining and kind of hopping on this ama um make sure you guys go follow astro vault on twitter and jackal underscore protocol on twitter and uh we'll see you guys soon Take not financial care. advice check the market cap of jackal compared to the market cap of filecoin and take into account that jackal's better <laughs> you heard it here first 
Take care, everybody. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality, stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets, dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken knots. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knots, and then to end a long day, eleven bowls of chronic. Never known the politic. I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity. Before they hit rock bottom over impossible loss It's all moss and I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning forming mycological bonds Flick the cap though the road is highly involved Flip a coin diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked and non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage like the shit is played for keeps Clowns white knight and all these Maybelines They call it implausible when model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Spaces.